Welcome to The Hot Seat, a sheer therapy podcast. I'm one of your hosts, Pam, and I'll be joining you every week alongside my girls, Denise and Cousin Dan. Every episode, we'll be having real conversations, including the good, the bad, and yes, even the ugly. Although we are three women in different stages of our lives, one single, one married, and one divorced, we can still share our experiences together with love, faith, and a glass of wine in hand, of course. We know you're going to enjoy listening in and riding along this journey we call life with us together. Listen in as we talk, as we get real, and as we get raw. Here we are. Sheer Therapy. Welcome to another episode of Sheer Therapy. I'm Danielle. I'm I'm Pam. Oh, shoot. Denise. Okay, that's Denise. I'm Pam. (laughs) And uh, thanks for joining us again for another hot seat topic. Um, Today, we're diving into achieving age, achieving age, achieving success at any age, (laughs) um, and kind of uh, where we all kind of made transitions um, in the middle of our life and why we made those changes. And um, hopefully, we can give you a takeaway at the end of it all um, in case you're contemplating taking that next step um, in your career or your life um, in some type of capacity. Um, so I guess we'll start with me. Um, so I went back to school at 35 to uh, do social work. And um, the reason I went back to school was because I was doing spa management for about 12 years. And I really liked it. I was good at it. And it was um, day to day. Once I became good at it, it just became kind of easy. But then the last couple of years I was in that career, something was gnawing away at me. Like I felt like it was a little bit superficial. Um, And I guess because I just would see people coming in all the time, spending a ton of money on all these services and they would just complain. So they'd be coming in, like some clients would come in every week, like clockwork for like a full spa day. This was like their whole life. Um, not to knock people who have that leisure time and money, but they would just complain the whole time about their life. They would complain about like their toenail, their husband, their friends, their affairs, mm. their this, their that. Um, and I just kind of felt like after a while, like there's got to be more than this. Um, and so, um, I was drawn to social services just because it's a very varied career and you're just working in so many different capacity of people's lives. Um, no two days are the same. Um, and so I tried to have a balance of like, how can I still make money at this age? Um, but go back to school. So, um, the good thing about college and university is you can go back however you want to go back. Um, So they had offered the program part-time. You kind of go at your own pace and you can chip away at it while you're still working. So that made it feasible um, and also made it feasible that you could pay in increments. So every time you take a course, you would just pay for that that course. Um, And so far it's worked out really well. I'm happy I made the change. Although some days I do miss those fluff days of working at a spa Um, (laughs) just because 
you're just talking to so many different people um, every day and like it's more of a positive work environment. Um, and so I do miss some of those aspects, but I am glad I made the change. Cause again, I, I think I would have just coasted for the next 20 years and not really, um, progressed in that other field. So it's, it's funny because I can remember clear as day, you were standing in my dad's living room at, uh, you know, the lovely beach house and you got the call from the old mill and you were beside yourself. It's like you won the lottery because you got the old <laughs> mill job. I remember you getting the call because I think at that point where you were in some job you hated and yeah. you were like so excited. This was your new career. And I just remember you showing up every day. You were so professional. And then it's like you got to the top position there and you were like, well, there's no one else for me to climb. And the director told you like, sorry, this is it. And I'm never dying. So you'll never take my spot. So this is your life. And you were like, no, it's not. <laughs> yeah. And like, there's nothing wrong with being comfortable because I think you two have heard me say recently too, can I just work at Tim Hortons? I just want to yeah. clock in, <laughs> clock out, pour the coffee and then live the rest of my personal life with after those eight hours. Yeah. Um. So there's nothing wrong with coasting or getting comfortable. Yeah. Just for me at that time in my life, I, I had had enough and I just wanted something new. And some people stay at the same job for 40 years. And I read a study that said some people change positions every 10 years. So like our generation in our whole lifetime will probably have five career changes. Yeah, it's true. I, um, I actually, when I even think about school, like your school career could change because Denise could talk about this. To this day, Denise has been my friend since grade seven. And people ask me what she took in school. And I literally don't know because every year she changed what she was taking. And you just, after a while, you got to choose what your brain can retain. And I literally couldn't retain it anymore because it changed every year. I think she changed her major, minor. I don't know what you, you even call it, but she's finally done. She wanted to be a professional student. Do you remember that? Yeah, I, <laughs> I want to be a professional student and sit down in lecture halls and just listen to them talk. And the thing but, is, uh, some people actually, they want to be eternal students because then they can avoid the corporate life. It's like, if I just am in school for the rest of my life, I'm never really having to work. Yeah, I'm not saying you did that. Like I'm saying, no. I know people who like forever just want to be in school so that they don't have to actually get a job. Yeah, I've heard that before, but I was always, I was always in the corporate world. Since I was like young, like 19, 18, I remember I used to just sit down and like just for the hell of it at 17, just sit down and go, hey, I wonder if I could get this executive assistant position that's like for 75K a year just as a joke and fix up my resume. They'd actually call me in and then they'd ask me, so who are your mentors? I'm like, I don't know, my mom. <laughs> and now that you look back at it, that's such a dumb interview question answer because you want to know like your career mentors and how it applies to the position but you're so young like I didn't know that back then but yeah I'm the professional student I love school so I didn't love you, it when I was younger can you tell everybody listening actually what things you did change so maybe I can take note and I can tell people what you took in school um so I started out in college and I took like I took a three-year college course in business admin in marketing 
And then I left and I worked for a bit as like an admin assistant. And then I was an admin assistant, like jumping around from office to office. And one thing I hated was like assisting people. I felt like, no, like I could do better than this, than like grabbing people's coffee and photocopying crap for them. Like not to say me, the person is better than them and not to say that there's something wrong with that. But I felt like my mind can be used for something better. And then um, somebody called me. Somebody called me from like my previous job and asked me if I wanted to work downtown for uh, the Ministry of Health. And I took the job as a consultant and I worked there for like a year and a half. And then I got like as a project project coordinator. So basically just sitting down there and tracking tracking timelines of projects and tracking the financials of the project. That was when they were like changing health records. So health records used to be in folders and then they changed them to electronics. And I would track the um, timelines of when the, I guess the computer programs or whatever to create the electronic records would be completed. So sometimes they're like four year projects. And then I got pregnant and I left and I couldn't come back and I didn't know what to do. And I was running out of money. So I decided, okay, let me go grab some OSAP and go back to school. So I actually decided to go back to school because I was running low on cash. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. And I think too, like when you have a child and you get OSAP, they give you some pretty perky benefits. They do. because Especially for a single mom. No, seriously, because like I had, um, so at my consulting job, I was making really good money and I was putting money away in stocks and investments. And that was back in 2008. So we were right around before the recession was hitting and we were going to have um, the financial crisis and everything was going to crash. And I called my um, broker and I cashed out all of my stuff and because I had no mat leave because I was a consultant and I cashed out all of my money, all of my savings, and I spread it out over one year towards for my mat leave. And I was running low on funds. And that's when I decided, okay, what am I going to do? And I couldn't find a job in time because we were going through a recession and I jumped back into school. And then I went to school and I changed my major three times. So I did communications, then I did sociology, and then I finished it up and switched it to labor, labor studies. And, that and is it. that like, you just didn't like any of them? Like you just wanted to find a fit or you wanted to just have knowledge in all of that? <laughs> Could you imagine? <laughs> no, no, no. Um, Somebody, you know what, and that's one thing, like, that's one piece of advice that I could give to people, like, whatever you feel like doing, make sure you research it on your own. And don't let anybody else influence you and tell you not to take the course. Like, it's up to you, you do it. But somebody advised me don't take sociology, because I'm not going to be a teacher anyway. So why do I need it? So I dumped it. And I didn't take communications, because I didn't like the direction on where it was going and what they were teaching. And I thought, you know what, why don't I go into human resources? Because that's something that is going to be around for the rest of our lives. Everybody's going to need HR. There's a whole, like, whether it's large companies, small companies, everybody's going to need HR. Can 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 you imagine Denise as a teacher? She'd be like, look, kids. Okay, I don't have time. Shut eh? the hell up and sit down. <laughs> I don't have time. Okay? I don't have time for this crap. Yeah, I know. 
That would be so, really. That's um, like that time you took the bartending course. Could you imagine Denise as a bartender? Oh, Look, just oh. tell me your drink order. I don't have time for this. Eh? <laughs> <laughs> I know, I know. I did that with your sister, and then they kicked me out. They kicked me out, and she stayed for New Year's. <laughs> and that was another career change. Yeah, that was another yep. career change. You thought you were going to bartend while in school, but the attitude just wasn't there for the bartending. Yeah, and then I one think way. it's good to explore. Yeah, yeah. So then I started, I started in human resources, and I like I did my internships at Samsung, and then I really liked it. And then, um, yeah. So now I'm just here, and I'm still in school. I'm still in school, actually. What are you taking now? <laughs> <laughs> I'm doing um, like certifications. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. yeah. it's so important to upgrade. Yeah. yeah. Remember so when I'm she not. told us, guys, I'm not available from seven to ten every day. Yes. Don't bother yeah. me. I do. I do recall that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I do certification. We're gonna be eighty. Hey, Denise, what's happening? Well, I just came up from the course. You can't call me. <laughs> I'm taking a class in knitting. Ham, <laughs> yeah. why did you there. choose to go back to school after <laughs> the baby? Um. So I was doing care forever, and well, still am. Um, and one of my high school teachers, actually, Miss Ryan from cosmetology, St. Francis Xavier, big up, big up. Um, (laughs) She called me and she was like, oh, Pam, you got to take this course. You'd be such a great teacher and you're so good at hair. So she told me about OISE, which is a University of Toronto Teachers College program where instead of doing a major, minor, whatever you call it, you can do the program in one year, which is now two years, but you can do the program in one year if you can prove that you have, I think it was five to 10 years working experience was the equivalent of a major or a minor in something, if that makes sense. So once I could show that, I got in. Um, So it was her plus the fact that I thought that if I was going to be a mother, I needed to have a professional nine to five career. So I thought, go back to school, get a nine to five, then you can have the cookie cutter life where you, you know, drop your kid off, go work your full day, pick them up, come home and have your weekends to yourself. Um, And then there was also this comment made by somebody one day who probably doesn't even know they made the comment, but their daughter came to them one day and said, they're talking about careers and their daughter was like, I want to be a hairstylist. And the friend of mine looked at the daughter and said, sorry, sweetie, not in this house. You need to pick a real job. And that was a little bit of a stab. So I thought, hmm, people don't take me seriously as a hairstylist. So those were the reasons that I went back. And does that person come to the salon to get their hair done? They used to. Oh, (laughs) (laughs) we'll chat about this. Remain nameless. Yeah. So um, those were three of the reasons that went into it. Love OSAP. Thank you. Um, And I went into the schooling. I coasted through with flying colors, great marks. Teachers loved. I still talk to my teachers to this day. One of them, Michael Tudor, he was the best. Um, But when I graduated, actually, sorry, when I had to do my placements. So two of my placements were in inner city schools. One of them very rough in like a you know, violence way. And another one really rough in like, uh, kids were just kind of high all day. Pam, Pam was a Michelle Pfeiffer. 
Yeah, man. Yeah. Like my my the second yeah. yeah, my second day of placement, we had lockdown. I literally had to text Kevin and be like, I won't be home for dinner. I'm on lockdown. And the Can week I before I started. I want you to keep telling the story while I'm singing. Yeah, literally, there was a shooting in the parking lot a week before I started my placement. Um, but with the both schools combined, it's either you're getting shot after class or it's like, sorry, miss that I'm half an hour late. I had to babysit um, my mom because uh, she was strung out last night. And I was just like, to each his own and everybody has a hard life, but I'm a very emotional person and I take it on. And I thought it was going to be fun, like going class. Everyone's excited to learn how to do a haircut. Nobody cared. They just wanted to get a credit. Uh, maybe if you had 28 kids in your class, 12 showed up that weren't high. Um, and Because they the wanted 12- to smoke weed and have babies. Yeah, literally. And it took so much effort to just get them to engage that I was like, I have to go home and be a mom after this. Mm, no. So on my graduation day, the Dean of the school looked at me and she was like, so she asked everybody, what are you going to do after this? And I said, I'm just going to live my life. And I went on the supply teachers list. I think I've supply taught 30 days total since seven, eight years ago, since I did this. And I ignore their calls to this day. I hate teaching hair. So you're not going to go back? No, you know, I might hold on to it to like if I'm 65 and I'm bored and I don't want to be a crossing guard, maybe. <laughs> you're going to be a crossing <laughs> Shout guard. out to the crossing guard. But like literally, it's it just takes too much of a mental capacity to get to that state of teaching kids who are not there to actually do it. But what I will say from that is, It's hard because when you're a child, you are forced by this system to pick a course and pass a course by their standards and you have to pick an elective. So if hair is one of them and you just pick it, you pick it. Whereas me going to school at, I think it was 30 or 31, it's, I appreciated school so much. I got excited to buy a backpack and a pencil case. Do you guys remember this? Like I was so excited to get my tokens. I took the streetcar. I remember traveling with you to register. Yeah, I loved doing my homework because you're an adult and I got to choose. And I think when you're in high school, like you don't get to choose, you're just forced. So the kids are just there because they have to be. So why would they want to be engaged? So I just was like, no. And then when I went back, now looking back, it's like I have the salon. Um, I can pick and choose when to work, which clients to do, which not, which I love most of them, all of them. Um, but like I just laugh at the comments of hairstylist is not a real job because there are so many avenues. You can do set work. You can do like there's careers within a hair career. You know, you can be an educator for a color company. You can be a rep for a color company. Like there's just so many avenues. So, but I I just still feel like I got to make that choice independently. I got to go back to school and I got to see that on my own. And I got to write essays. I got to write essays and I can't believe like I remembered how to write an essay. But one thing I have to say to anybody who's listening, if you're in school or if you're young or an adult to tell your kids, when you text your friends 
write the full word word don't do these like idk smh oh i'm not up to par on those either. when i wrote my essay for admissions when i went back to go through it i was writing the essay like i was texting and i had a lot of like instead of no it was knw and i was like are we really that dumb that we can't put the o you also lol in voice notes yeah this is true. Like our vocabulary is getting smaller because we're too lazy to type the extra. So practice being present when you're texting. Practice being present. Text the word so that when you choose your school path, if you choose a school path, you will remember literacy. And that's all I have to say about that. <laughs> um, do you think there's something to be said about like um, picking a career path for money versus picking for passion thousand percent i think denise and me will disagree on this one maybe no (laughs) like if someone said your salary is going to be five hundred thousand a year but the job's miserable are you walking away or are you signing the contract no i'm signing the contract (laughs) I'm, (laughs) i'm signing the contract but i'm using that money to pursue my passion Because I think a lot of times what's like, I don't have a problem with people pursuing their passion, but I also believe in calculated risk. I don't like when people take just risks, it has to be calculated and measured properly. Like I teach my daughter now, you know, do something you enjoy and you love to do. Like I even tell her, if you don't want to go to university, don't go to university. (laughs) If you don't want to go to college, don't go to college. It's not, it's not the end all be all. Yeah. Go for a trade pick a trade, but make sure you enjoy it and make sure it has to, it has to make sense because you can't have this passion. Like, okay, I have a passion for being like a planter and planting flowers. You know what I mean? And just because, you know, (laughs) the rosebuds will make people smile. Like, can you make money off of that? Like, let's say you can't make money off of that. You know, like, let's say you're not that Martha. What are you going to do? You're going to continue to keep pursuing that passion. I don't mind in pursuing a passion, but it's like, okay, get the survival job, use the survival job money to then plant it into your passion. Well, like that right makes now, we all have survival jobs. We all have survival yeah, jobs yeah. right now, but this is our passion. That's what I was gonna up, say. If we get yeah. up and quit our jobs right now and say, hey, let's just pursue this passion 100 percent And you know, we don't know how we're gonna eat. And no. I think that has to do with a lot of um society or Hollywood. They always glamorize like the Tyler Perry story. Like I was sleeping under a bench, homeless, no teeth. Yeah, that's like a like, one strung out. But it's like yeah. that's like a point 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 five percent. Like yeah, then everybody thinks like, oh no, well I'm not going to make it unless I really like do that. And then they like stop getting a part time job so that they can pay their cell phone bill. And then they're like, no, no, I have to. And then they put this intense pressure on themselves mm-hmm, when it's mm-hmm. like no you can have balance just like this podcast like we're like yeah we're gonna be on oprah soon sitting on her couch laughing but like i, I i'm not selling the shop to buy the plane <laughs> ticket and the hotel for six years while we knock on her door like yeah, oh, there's gotta probably, be some you probably would have done that 10 years ago you would have sold that red car yeah. i would yeah for 15 dollars um drive to get a bus ticket to drive over and I don't think any job is beneath somebody like circling back to what Pam said when they said, um, that's not a real job doing hair, but like, 
even if I were to work at Tim Hortons tomorrow with the coffee pouring. Every job in this world is essential to keep the world going. Like thousands of people depend on Tim Hortons drive through Mm -hmm. Everyone wants their hair to look good so they can feel good. Mm -hmm. Like every little job, no matter how insignificant you think it is, makes the world go round. Like we need every, every job. And even when I look now, like in this pandemic, people want their beauty. Like they're at home, nothing to do. They feel like they have no purpose. And especially if you're like shacking up with somebody and now you're like, great. Now they see how much gray I really have or my Botox is flopping or like, oh my gosh, I can't, I ran out of my Mac makeup. Like it's just so much where it's like hairstyling in the beauty industry is essential. Like, I don't care what the government wants to say. It's essential. It's essential, just like a glass of wine is essential. And so it is a huge job. Like, it's huge. Yeah. I think any any job, any job that is like a bar, like exchanging a service or a product in exchange for money, it's mm-hmm. a job. It's a career. Like, it is what it is. So, like, wrapping up, what what advice, I guess, could we give people who maybe they're 35 and they want to do something different with their life. Like what advice could you, could we give them? Go for it, but plan it properly. Yeah. Um, I think at this stage. Yeah. This, at this stage in your life, there's no, there's no room to, there's no room for errors. There's no room for like playing guess, guess with your life and seeing and throwing the chips in the air and seeing where it falls. But nobody's telling you at the same time. Don't don't pursue the passion or the dream or the new career pursue it but just make sure you do your research and plan it properly mm-hmm. and then take that calculated risk and go and fly fly and take a look what you want to do and what you think looks good <laughs> the reading paper. rainbow you know what <laughs> i can when I saw that song the other day, I just had to. I had mm-hmm. to. We're relating to our Instagram. If you don't follow us yet, at Sheer Therapy. Thank you. No plug. Um, yeah. And I guess the only advice I would give is yes, just map it out depending on what kind of phase you're in in your life. If you have kids, make sure that this won't impact that. If you have a mortgage, make sure it won't impact that. If you are on your own, make sure it won't impact anything else. Just map it out, draw it out and make a realistic plan and goals and and go for it. And don't let age deter you. Like um, I find a lot of people go back to school middle age, like my course specifically, the people who were 20 felt out of place. Not, mm-hmm. not that you should, but, be, you know, like, especially if you're going back to school part time, like not full time, the part time courses I find have the working and family oriented age group. So I wouldn't let your age, like, you know, make you not feel confident to go back to school. Yeah. And, and that something was... that you like, yeah. Like don't pick because you think it just sounds prestigious. And if you wanted to pick the planter thing, people wouldn't accept it. But <laughs> also like Pam and Denise were saying, like, it should be somewhat lucrative. Like you don't want to not eat for the sake of being a planter. <laughs> yeah, and I think the last thing was something that we didn't Unless touch you're on. Planting your tomatoes to use to eat. True. Yeah. Um, last thing we didn't touch on was again what you mentioned. What the age demographic was was 
of majority of people in your class. So like for myself, I was probably one of the older ones. Um, The older people closer to my age were the men. Weirdly enough, the women were all younger. Um, But it's funny, the younger ones in the class almost looked up to us like, oh my God, you're the mom one or you're the married one. And um, I think that goes to show for something that like, if you look back though, you know, and and you've been through life and you, you now know exactly what you want because our twenties, we really don't. So looking at those people in your class, it's like only a certain percentage of them are going to actually stay in what they're in. So you're doing it this second time around confidently where they can go back and have 17 different majors like Denise did. Yeah. You know what? So (laughs) we hope that you took something from that. If you're considering a career change um, or anything, I'm sure there's so many great resources, but I think just taking time to yourself and reflecting inward is the best resource you can get to start off. So we uh, can't wait to see you guys next week with a new topic in the hot seat, the Sheer Therapy podcast. And we hope you enjoy the rest of your week. Thanks for listening. See you later. Bye. Thank you for tuning in to another episode of the hot seat, a Sheer Therapy podcast. We hope you enjoyed yourself and can't wait to be with you again next week. If you've taken anything away from this today, it's to live, love, forgive, have faith, and always have a glass of wine and your girls. We can't wait to be with you all again next week. See you soon.